The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, we're going to ask you to dial 702-650-5588. I say again, if you're local, you have a praise report, you have a comment, you'd like to join the discussion, have a prayer request, we'd love to hear from you, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800 I say again, toll free. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, this is the number you call in to join in on our broadcast. 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Again, www.kittenkittenvictorvictor.com. Hello and God bless. We just wave to you. We're also... Being heard on the AM dial, which is 101, excuse me, 1060 AM, and on the FM dial, which is 101.5. Thank you, Holy Spirit, and thank you, Brother Dale. Good catch. We're also being streamed live, audio and video, uh, video from our website, which is Save the Loss at All Costs, and our website is www.savethelosslv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, please, we encourage you to visit the website. Again, www.savethelosslv.org. LV.org. We have a lot of wonderful resources there for you, which are basically free of charge. Uh, should you need help with prayer resources, studying the Bible, educational resources, health resources, should you find yourself in need uh, locally, we have local resources for you. It's just a wealth of information. Again, visit our website, www.savethelosslv.org. I'd like to say hello to my dear friend and brother in Christ, that would be Brother Vernon Davis. How are you, man of God? I'm doing great, Nina, and I'm glad to be back. And I'd like to give a shout-out to my church that I'm a member of, Bread of Heaven Christian Ministry, uh, Pastor Powell and First Lady Tanya Powell. We had a great service today, so I hope you're listening. And i also like to say hello to Michelle Green, my publisher. Uh, she said she's going to try to tune in. She's from South Carolina. Amen. Great woman of God. So uh, hopefully um, we can... Um, Say something that will bless her ears and all other listeners, and mine too. <laughs> Amen. Well, that sounds good. I, I know that that will happen, so I can say God heard your prayer, and all you need to do is say thank you. Thank you. Amen and hallelujah. I'd like to also give a wonderful praise report out at this time. My grandson will be experiencing his first birthday tomorrow. He will be one year old, 
and I am very, very excited about the blessing that God has bestowed upon our family. Uh, Thank you, Jesus, for all the wonderful gifts you have given us and my grandson, the families that you have brought together. I can't wait to see uh, what's going to happen, but I can tell you I'm so grateful and that you added uh, another assignment and another blessing and another elevation to me. And my mother is here in the land of the living, and you give us a double anointing. So we love you, Harold Pittman Griffin IV, and we can't wait to see what God is going to do with you and for you and through you. And you will be a man of God. I promise you that. We're going to take a call. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. I just want to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Sister Dorothy. You sound absolutely fabulous as if you were right here. You're leaping through the phone. I love your spirit and your voice and your mama, too. How about that? Hallelujah. I'm just calling to give a praise, and uh, y'all are so faithful. And just to let the listeners know that um, my eyes were open yesterday when I was in my study as to who the true sons of God are because Mm. we often hear everybody is, is children of God. But if you look at Matthew's, the Beatitude, Chapter 5, yes. it's the peacemakers. Amen. So I just want to give that shout out and give him, give you all the praise and the say, guys, keep up the good work and love you guys very much. Oh, we love you more. And thank you, thank you for that. We and love you. Congratulations nuggets. with my little uh, uh, Matthew. Well, thank you. Well, you know what? He's going to grow up and he's going to take care of all of us. How about Amen. that? That's what I'm talking about. Yes, we, we we need those that will take care of the saints. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. So, you know, we want a servant servant in our midst. So we, we prophesied that. We believe it. We thank God for it and we receive it. I love you, sis. All right. Love you guys too. Take care. All right. Thank bye-bye. You. All right. Praise God. We are going to get into our discussion today and we're going to look at the prophecy of Enoch and basically you'll find that in the book of Jude so we're going to go to the book of Jude uh, which is right before Revelation and I just want to give you uh, some backdrop uh, on uh, where we are right now so this is a Bible prophecy that happened before the flood and when I'm speaking about the flood I'm talking about the flood that happened in Genesis amen Amen. so this is what I'm talking about when I talk about Bible prophecy before the flood Enoch is uh, transforming in that he is truly pivotal now the book of Genesis states that Enoch walked with God for 300 years and he did not die God took him now we will see that in Genesis 5 21 through 24 we'll also see that in Hebrews verses uh, chapter 11 verses 5 and 6 and we will go there but this was the same designation that God gave to Elijah and Moses and Enoch has it, but Enoch had it first. He did not die. There's also a person that God mentions in the book of Genesis that had no beginning and end, and that would was uh, Melchizedek. Amen? Melchizedek. So the thing is, is that we have to really, really be excited about that. And also, we know from the book of Genesis that Enoch was a form of a prophet. And the reason why is because he named his son Methuselah. Now, Methuselah is the oldest living person in the Bible. But a lot of people don't know what Methuselah's name means. It means when he dies, it shall come. Guess what came? The flood. (laughs) Remember we talked about the flood? And also, uh, the name appears to be uh, prophetic. 
because Methuselah, like I said, he was the oldest living person in the Bible, and his name means that when he dies, it shall come to pass. How prophetic is that? He died, and the flood came. Also, when we get into uh, the book of Jude, and we learn more about the prophet Enoch, is that he was designated as the seventh from Adam. Now, a lot of people are familiar with Enoch, who happens to be a son of Adam, like Cain, Abel, Enoch. That would be third from Adam. No, this is seventh from Adam. What is seven? Seven is perfection, perfection right? Completion. And, and, and completion. Okay, so mm-hmm. seven. You have to understand just by being seven from Adam, how pivotal he was. Now, That distinguishes him from the Enoch that was third from Adam, which was, like I said, his son. So this is not a son of Adam. It is the prophet that God sent who walked with him for 300 years and did not die. God took him. We have to really, really understand when we read the scriptures and not get people confused. They may have the same name, brother, but they're not the same person. Now, when we go to uh, look in the book book of Luke, we'll also see in Luke 3, verses 37 through 39, that Enoch was the seventh one from Adam. And also, uh, we see that uh, he prophesies about the wicked apostates and describes them in Jude 3 through 13. There are only 25 verses in the book of Jude. So I wanted to give the backdrop on how transforming Enoch is and that this is already written. We don't have to try to figure out what it is. We need to play close attention to the scriptures and see what God is really saying. Now we need to be in relationship with him for you to be able to really receive the special revelation. See, there's general revelation and there's special revelation. General revelation is basically uh, the sun sets in the east and the sun uh, uh, rises. You know what I mean? In the west. I mean, it rises in the east and it sets in the west. Okay? You don't need to smile, Vernon. You need to uh, come forth with the information if you have something to say. But laughing is not what <laughs> we not what we want to do here. We we need to do things decent and in order. So I'll say again, the sun rises in the Amen. east and it sets in the west. Amen? Amen. So that is just general revelation. Special revelation is what God is telling you to do in a season called now. And you won't be able to get that special revelation unless you are truly walking with God. God knows who are his sons and who his daughters are. He is not food. It does not matter about all the pomp and circumstance you try to put on it. God is not an actor. So why would he be impressed with an actor or an actress? That is not what he's given you. He's given you something real and given you something that's eternal. Actors and actresses, what do they do? They perform. Mm-hmm. And then once they perform, they expect to receive something for their performance, whether it's claps, which we call applause, monetary gifts, what we call compensation, or they're looking for who they can push out, okay? To make themselves important. And then we know we have social media and and they're always creating scandals and things that are fake. Why? It's called publicity so that you will follow what they're doing. And that's called trending. But God is the trendsetter. 
is not anything that you have to follow, okay? As far as trying to imitate, be a man or woman of God. Amen? Amen. And then you will understand what God has for you. And then you can understand the book of Jude. And then you can receive what the prophet Enoch is talking about. We're talking about the prophecy of Enoch. Now that we've given you some backdrop. And and, then take away this. Enoch's prophecy deals with the second coming of Christ. Not the first coming of Christ. Do you know that his prophecy happened 3,000 years before Jesus even came? You ought to believe the word of God because of these prophecies. How can a man come 3,000 years before Christ and tell you what's going to happen? God is the same of old, the same of today. He's the same God of tomorrow. God does not change. What, What credit or what author could you give credit to like that? That's why he's the author and finisher of our faith. Who could you say that about, Brother Vernon? There's no one that I know of except only Jesus Christ. I I love that. Vernon is very clear and to the point. That's why I have you here, Vernon. I love that about you. Now, (laughs) Vernon, can we go to Genesis 5 and we're going to look at verses 21 through 24. And let's see what it says about Enoch. See, the one thing about the word of God says about a prophet, it says what a prophet says comes to pass. That's how you can tell the difference between a a prophet and a false prophet, because a real prophet, what he says comes to pass. And God also says in this word about a false prophet, what he says does not come to pass and you do not have to fear him. That goes for you prophetesses, too, because there's a lot of prophetesses out there and a lot of prophets. And some of them are called by themselves. Amen. Amen. And and you get confused and you should get confused because a lot of them, what they say doesn't come to pass and you shouldn't fear them. So be careful who you have prophesying over your life or shall I say prophet lying over your life. Okay, so let's get back to the word of God. We're going to go to Genesis 5 and we're going to look at verses 21 through 24. Genesis 5 coming from the New King James Version uh, verse 21 through 25. Yes, sir. Okay. Verse 21, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. 22. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. Verse 23. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Verse 24. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not for God, and he was not, for God took him. Verse 25. Methuselah lived 187 years and begot Lamech. Okay, so we just read uh, verses uh, 21 through 24, and Vernon read 25 as well, and we were in Genesis 5. Now, we see right here that he walked with God 300 years, correct? Correct. And that walking with God, you could not enter into his presence unless you were his son. Amen? Amen. So anything that was not godly, could not ungodly, could not walk with a godly God. Amen. So walk, Vernon. That's intimate. That's close. You and I walk together in this walk. Amen. So that's huge. I know things about you. You know things about me. Then, you know, then the thing is, is that we are accountable to one another. Amen. So can you imagine the fellowship that he had and to be able to name his son Methuselah, which means when he dies, it shall come. Not it might come. It It shall. shall. It means so be it. Amen? 
Amen. I'm excited about that. And then it said, what did he do? He took him, right? Took him. And and the thing I'm seeing here, he walked with God 300 years. Can you imagine that? 300 years where no one godly with characteristics could come through or deem, you know, deem. Who has that testimony? Only he does. Who has that testimony? I wish I could. But, but look, what, what chapter we're in? We're we're only in the fifth, we're only in the fifth chapter of the first book. Right. The beginning, Genesis. Isn't that something? And it's amazing that he, you know. But he said God took him, right? Mm -hmm. It never said that he died. He said he was no more. Which means he wasn't on the face of the earth. But it never said he died. Amen. Because God can bring you back to life. Such is the case. Right? Right. God loved him so much, Vernon, he dug him. I want you to take me too, Lord. (laughs) As you say, Vernon, what a powerful testimony. I I just got excited, you know, all over again reading that. Okay, so we have established that Enoch is special. Amen. And why is he special? Because he's special to God. Because there's nobody that has that testimony. Now, let's look at Genesis 4.17. This is when the book of Genesis, you want to go back to 4. And we want to look at verse 17. So we can make it clearly understood that we are not talking about Adam's son here. Amen. So go ahead. And verse 17. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. So we're not talking about that Enoch. I want people to know clearly we are not talking about Adam's son, Enoch, because that would be the third from Adam. Enoch, the prophet that we're talking about in reference to the prophecy, is the seventh from Adam. So we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11, and I want to look at verses 5 and 6. Again, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to look at verses 5 and 6. So, Brother Vernon, I'm going to read. I'm going to help okay. you out a little bit, and then we're going to take the phone call. We do see you, caller. Thank you for calling in. I'm in the New King James Version, just like you are, Vernon. Amen. And we're in Chapter 11. We're going to look at verses 5 and look at verses 6. And the Word of God says this, verse 5, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found. He caused God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. A lot of people don't even know the motivation behind that verse. Is it because of Enoch's testimony? Amen? Amen. All right, so let's take the call. Hello, caller. You're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Great. Shalom, my lakam, sister Nina and brother. Brother Matt, listen, uh, you were mentioning about Enoch. Enoch walking with God is just like uh, a believer today walk with God. God talks to his children, and he gives them things or like he gave all the prophets, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. He'd sit down, and he and he talked with them direct and told them things about the future. 
And you mentioned about uh, Melchizedek. Now, if if you could uh, give me an answer or some clarity on this, Melchizedek, the king of, of Shalom, Salem, Melech mean king, Kizek mean uh, righteousness. It said he was without mother or father or without beginning or end. But I believe over in Galatians, uh, I believe it says it says. Uh, uh, Yeshua Jesus is the firstborn of creation, which means he has a father, which is Elohim Adonai, and that uh, the scriptures says that he sent his son, so he has the sonship of of, 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 of his father, and that's where I, I understand that the Trinity comes from, the Father, the Son, and the Ruach, the Holy Spirit. If you could kind of give me a little questions about that, I appreciate it. Good answer. Thank you. God bless. Okay. I'm going to finish what we're doing, and then I will get back to you on that, all right? We appreciate that, Apostle Thomas. Praise God. So we have to uh, get back and deal with Melchizedek. It's important. I would love to be able to talk about that. So, uh, Prophet Thomas, you have a date. Amen? Amen. All right. So we are going to get to... Luke, let's look at Luke 3, and we're looking at verses 37 through 39. Okay. Verses, Luke 3, verses 37 through 39. Again, we're in the New King James Version. Okay, Luke 3, verse 37. The son of uh, Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Maharel, the son of uh, Canaan, uh, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. 37 and 38. And 39. And mine does not have 39. Okay. For some reason. All righty. Well, Maybe you do. Okay. No, I have the same version you did. Okay. So we were in uh, chapter 3, right? Mm-hmm. And we looked at uh, the last part of Luke, right? Yes. All righty. Sometimes my notes could be mistyped. Oh, okay. I, I would definitely right. say that I'm human, and I, I sometimes don't always type things correctly. But we are establishing that is Enoch is the seventh one from Adam as opposed to the third one because there are two Enochs, right? Yes. All right. So let's go to Jude. I think we're ready for Jude, don't you? Okay. Back to Jude. So I, I think we've made the case that Enoch... Uh, walk with God for 300 years, that he did not die, that God was godly pleased with him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And that uh, he was the father of Methuselah. And Methuselah's name means when he dies, it shall come to pass. And the flood did come. Amen. Right. And that uh, Enoch was definitely the motivation behind what we saw in Hebrews 11 about faith and that without faith it's impossible to please God. Amen. Amen. We saw the motivation behind that. That scripture should come more to life to you because Enoch was a man and that it is possible to please God in your walk. We have to make the conscious decision to do that. It's a choice. It's a lifestyle whether we decide to be obedient or to be in rebellion. And you see, he had lived 65 years before he walked with God 
on that level. Some people say, well, they came out walking at birth. No, it established that he was 65 years old before he had his son. And then the other 300 years were credited credited to walking with God. Did you miss that or did you see that? I saw that. Okay. Well, all right. But those who say, well, you know, I, I, I haven't always been walking with God. Well, guess what? That might have been Methuselah's, I mean, uh, Enoch's testimony too, right? Mm -hmm. Because God was very concise. Either you caught it or you didn't, right? Right, man. So it's not too late for us to have that testimony with the days that God has given us. That's what's important is that all the days that he had left, he decided to walk with God. Your next move men and women of God can be your best move if you decide to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All righty. Now, now that we got that established, you don't have a whole lot of time, but you can do it right now in the season called now. Right. The rest of your life could be the best of your life. Oh, look at that. Did you guys hear brother Vernon? He's a poet and he does know it. (laughs) Well, aren't you a poet? (laughs) Yes, I am. And you know it. Yeah. Okay, yes. so did I tell the truth? Yes, you did. It's so just... can, can, can you get a witness? I am your witness, brother. Yes. And I'm... a published poet at that. Yes, I am. Okay. So see, there it is, Vernon. It's, yes. All righty. So let's look at the book of Jude. There's only 25 verses. So, brother uh, Vernon, would you bless us? Uh Jude is, like I said, one book with 25 verses. Amen. The epistle of Jude from the New King James Version. Verse 1. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called sanctified by God the Father and preserved by, in Jesus Christ. Verse 2. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. 3. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For, for certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out of, for this condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. 5. But I want to remind you, Though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt and afterward destroyed those who did not believe, six, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Seven, has Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Verse 8. Likewise, also these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. 9. Yet Michael, the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. 10. But these speak evil of whatever they do not know, and whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts, in these things they corrupt themselves. 11. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the error of Balaam, for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. 12. These are spots in your love feasts, while they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. They are clouds without water, 
carried about by the winds, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots, thirteen raging waves of the sea, foaming up their own shame, wandering stars, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Fourteen, now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesies about these men, also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints, Fifteen, to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. Sixteen, these are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. 17. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. 18. How they told you that there would be mockers in the last time, who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. 19. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the Spirit. 20. But you, beloved, building up yourselves up on your most highly faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. 22. And on some have, have compassion, making a distinction. 23. But others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. 25. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Wow. Now that's pure fire. Amen? Amen. All right. Now go to verse 14. What does Enoch say is happening? It's going to happen. What does he say? Go ahead and read verse 14 again. 14. Now Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesies about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. So so the Lord is coming. Amen? Amen. And he's going to come to render judgment. So I'm going to show you that that appears twice in two other times where it says, Behold, the Lord cometh. We're going to find that in Isaiah, when I look at Isaiah uh, 26, verse 21. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. Now, that's where it appears again. And when we go to Micah, chapter 1, verse 3, it says, For behold, the Lord is coming out of his place. He will come down and tread on the high places of the earth. So that's what Enoch said in verse 14. I want you to see what supports that in Isaiah 26, 21 and Micah chapter one, verse three, behold, the Lord coming. He's coming back and he's coming back to fulfill the prophecy. And there are those who are doing things that they have no business doing and it will not go unpunished. Now mm -hmm. let's look at, uh, 
verse 1. We see that Jude says he's a bondservant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James. He's actually the half-brother of Jesus. Jesus as well. But you have to understand, Jude did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. He did not believe that he was the anointed one. He didn't come into that showing up unequivocally, I believe. I'm willing to stand on it until after he rose. All this time, you're talking about three years. He walked with me, but did not truly believe it until he rose. Once he had been crucified, buried, and rose, then he started to believe he is who he says he is. Not only is he is who he says he is, he can do what he says he's going to do. So out of respect and deference, he did not align himself as a brother. He only said that he was the brother of James, but he showed his love and devotion by saying that he's a bondservant because a bondservant wants to be a servant. Right. He's not forced into submission. Amen. He didn't commit a crime to have to go into debtor's prison. This is a desire of the heart. Also, he's talking to believers. But you have to understand, he says, who are called and sanctified by God, the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ. There are some that who are called, but God didn't call them. We have to really, really read these scriptures clearly. Amen. So he says, are called and sanctified by God. Amen. And says, God who? The Father. There are some people who are sanctified by the devil and called by the devil. Amen. But it says, and another thing, preserved in what? It says, Jesus Christ. We have a couple of callers. We're going to take them and then get back to the lesson. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Oh, God bless you. You know, uh, the, the book of Enoch is, is in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, also, the book of Job is in the scrolls, the book of Isaiah, many books of the Bible, including many, many more, much more uh, information in other books. Mm -hmm. Why aren't they being taught? Those, those scrolls were kept, kept safe for 2,000 years, like, like the Shroud of Turin, was kept safe for 500 years in the walls of Constantinople when the Muslims took took Istanbul. These scriptures that we're reading right now? The scriptures that you're reading now are, are bits and pieces because Jude and James were Yeshua's younger brothers. Mm -hmm. Mary and Joseph had other children, including sisters. Okay. So uh, I, I receive what you're saying, but right now we're dealing with what Jude is talking about. And do you find any fault in what Jude is talking about right now and the message that he's giving? No, I don't. Not at all. You're a great teacher. Okay, and, so this, this uh, is I, what... I, I appreciate your teaching. Amen. So this is what we want to stay in. I agree exactly what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. I went to Jerusalem. I know about the Dead Sea Scrolls. I know about those other references. But they have to deal with some yeah. other sects. You know, you have the yeah. Essenes. Well, I mean, we can well, deal with the Maccabeans. We can deal with uh, Judas yeah. Maccabean. We can deal yeah. with the revolt of Syria. Uh, so I know exactly what you're uh -huh. talking about. But for right here, well, right now, we have a limited okay. amount of time. And I'd like to, you know, yeah. talk about some of those things. But right now, we have to stay on Jude. 
Okay, but right now, uh, the, the, the Israel and Saudi Arabia, these, these Muslim fanatics are killing these Christians that have the records of the first century church. That's why they're murdering the Christians in the uh, Middle East. And I'm so glad that you're getting to that, because when we look at Jude 15, you're going to see what's going to happen. I appreciate Thanks, that. All right, and God you. bless you. I love you more, brother. Thank you. Hello, you on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Good afternoon, Sister Nina. Good afternoon. How are you, man of God? I'm grateful, truly grateful. I just want to thank you for your many prayers, for the uh, addiction that I had. Uh, your prayers reached the heavens, and God gave me a moment of clarity. Amen. Amen. To get this opiates off my back. Well, Amen. praise God. Well, thank you for deliverance. We receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And what I wanted to share, I heard something stuck out when you said Jesus was walking. You know, you know, Jesus walked among the people. He wasn't. He wasn't in the synagogue all the time. He walked among the people, and he taught just like you're teaching. That's the only way. I can get to understand the Word of God. Uh, a lot of hooping and hollering. And, ha! Ha! I could never get it. Today I get it. Amen. It's about teaching and then ask questions. Amen. And, you know, uh, I am so grateful to be a part of the ministry. Thank God for saving the loss at all costs. I appreciate and, that. Well, we appreciate you. And the main thing I like to say is that it's important that you're in relationship and to be transparent and to ask the hard questions. And it's not about division and splitting hairs. We have to get an understanding. There is a war going on right now, and oh I God. want you to stay tuned, and we're going to address that. People are... are are being fooled and they're being misled and they're giving up when they shouldn't. And I want to encourage you to fight now, to stand now, to take it back, take it by force in the word of God. You know what I mean? Because the God, the word of God is a double edged sword. So stay yes, with me, stay with me, brother. We, we, we are so excited about your deliverance, but he is the one that did the deliverance. And we thank God that he allowed us to see the miracle and we could be a, a witness to it. And we will bear witness to it. And we will tell people that if he did it for brother Charles, he could do it for you. So that's what we're doing. We're bearing witness to it. And we love you, brother. So stay with us. Amen. We're about to get this out. And I just wanted to say also, you know what? Now I know where my tie is supposed to go. <laughs> it's supposed to go to where... You know where I'm being fed at, <laughs> not just anywhere. Amen. Well, I, I, well, I tell you what, brother, uh, you can always look at our books here. We'll open them up for you, and we will account for every penny because we put it back in the ministry because we do believe and save the loss at all costs and not give fat Sister Nina. No, that's what, not it. We're not trying to I, do that because I would have I, to answer to God for that, and I don't want to be in that line. I don't want to no, be in that line. I got I, my I, own I, issues, but that's not my issue. Well, I just want to thank you and the ministry of uh, the Lost All Cause. Amen. It is a worthwhile cause. Amen. I mean, this is, this is true Christianity. Amen. Well, we love you. We love you, brother. And God thank bless God you. you and thank God for you and your deliverance. We expect you to do big things in the kingdom now. Amen. Amen. I love Amen. you. I love you more. All righty. I receive it. Thank you.
All righty. Bye-bye. That's so good. Amen. Yes, it is. It's powerful. And we heard it. Woo! We heard it together. Praise God. Praise God. Now, it says, to mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. He's talking to those who are actually called, number one, sanctified by God and preserved in Jesus Christ. He wants them to have mercy, peace, and love be multiplied. Isn't that wonderful? Absolutely. Now, now three, it says, beloved, while I was diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation. Huh, he switched reels here. See, his heart was with the talk to them about salvation, but he switched it up because he says, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints you got to understand it's a fight now he switched it this is jesus's half brother walk with him over three years and then he became totally convinced that he was who he He said said he he was was. and that he did what he said he was going to do and that he was God wrapped in flesh, totally convinced now. Now he wanted to share with them about the common gift of salvation. He said, oh, no, we got to fight. We got to contend for the faith. Earnestly, it's a fight. It was a fight then. It's a fight now, brother. For for certain men have crept into in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for the condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and mm. our Lord Jesus Christ. You see that? Mm-hmm. That's a self thing. They don't have any need for God. They don't have any need for Jesus Christ. It's all about self. They're promoting their selves. They're promoting their ministries. I did it. I did it. I delivered you. I laid hands on you. It's my power. You wasn't nothing without me. Can you believe that? Who created them? How are they going to try to take God's glory? Who's the one that gives the gifts? The Holy Spirit. You're not the Holy Spirit. Men and women of God, if somebody is claiming they did it, only they did it, only they can do it. I'm your leader. I'm your teacher. I'm your prophet. I'm your everything. That is not of God. You need to run. Fast. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Amen. Amen. Sooner than right now and faster than immediately. You need to get. That is not of God. Said, came in unnoticed, crept in. That was a problem then. It's still a problem now. Okay. And it says, five. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. You need to understand that right there. God does not have time for those who come against the kingdom of God. God is the one that delivered the house of Israel. Didn't no man deliver the house of Israel. It was God. God sent his representative to talk to a man, but he it was God who did everything. And Moses always gave God credit. Aaron gave God credit. Joshua was uh, Moses' protege. He gave God credit. Moses' sister, Miriam, gave God credit. See, they knew it was God, the most high God. It was only that God, the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. Even the Pharaoh knew who God was after it was all over with. 
And they had many gods. He is only one, the most high God, okay? And like some people forget, God is the same as yesterday. You will not be able to do that. God will not be mocked. You can't go in and hijack his church and his word and put your name on it and slap it on there and get a website and get a building and get some business cards and get a car and think that you're doing something. God will not be mocked even if you got an airplane. God is not going to be mocked. And for them storefront preachers too that's lying and stealing and cheating, it doesn't matter how big the house is or how small the house is. Lying and lying is cheating is cheating. Usurping God's authority is the problem here. You are misrepresenting yourself. And you are trying to assimilate or project that you are angel or that you are of God. God And you're not. You're false trying to be God. You need to stop it. Six, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting change under darkness for the judgment of the great day. (laughs) Who are the angels he's talking about? Lucifer. Mm -hmm. And a third of the angel choir. They were in total rebellion. They dwelled in heaven. That was their dwelling place. But because they rebelled, guess what? They had to go. If God judges angels and puts them in chains, what makes you think a man who wants to be a counterfeit will not experience the same judgment? You will be in utter darkness. Seven, as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them. See, you have to understand, the angels got cast out that disobeyed God, right? Right. Now we're talking about verse seven, as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar matter to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh and set forth as an example Suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. That's every day. This is what we got right now. There are churches right now who are sanctifying homosexual priests, homosexual pastors, homosexual women pastors, and saying that the church, God's word, gives them authority to perform these type of marriages, to expound upon certain things. Out of their own mind. Brother Vernon, that is in total violation of the word of God. Well, God, you know, made me this way. If God made you this way, why are you saying this in your mind and then want to mutilate your body? So you have to understand when there's a heart transplant and you have a new heart. You have to take anti-rejection right. medicine so right. that your body will accept, accept the new organ. Yeah. I say this, brother. If it was supposed to happen in the physical, what you believe in your mind, how come your sex organs are not falling off of you? How come they're not rejecting? Because they are in perfect alignment as they were supposed to be. Your breasts are not falling off of you if you're a woman. Because that's the alignment it's supposed to be. You have a womb to be able to bring a child forward. If God so deems it to happen, it is not falling out of alignment. 
There's no mutilation that has to be done. And we do not have to accept the lie because you bought into the lie. If you are a woman, you are a woman. If you are a man, you are a man. You have to understand if there was truly something that was not right, the physical would line up with what you believed in your mind. Amen. But your body is not repelling because it was made in the way that God had designed it from the beginning. Amen. Amen. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. God bless you back, Minister Nina. Hey, Brother how, Vernon, how, how are y'all you? doing today? We're wonderful. We're wonderful, Minister. And how are you, woman <laughs> of God? I'm just enjoying the message. You know, um, if I may, mm-hmm. uh, today I, too, heard a very powerful message, but it came from out of the book of Second Kings, chapter 5, and it's on the same uh, scale and line in which what you are talking about, Amen. and if I may share, okay. it was talking about Elijah and Gehazi, mm-hmm. and you know Ge- uh, Elijah was considered a man of God, and Gehazi he was right there with the man of God, uh, watching God do miraculous things through the man of God. So. In in other words, Elijah could like seem like he would be, you know, the pastor or the preacher and Gehazi, you know, was in other words, under his tutelage. Amen. And then the brother Naaman who had the leprosy mm-hmm. came, in other words, to the house of God. And you talking about a true honorable leader. Mm-hmm. Uh he sent the man to the Jordan to dip seven times and the man got healed. Well, that was because of the power of God. Amen. And Naaman came back to to Elijah to talk about, you know, I want to give you this money. But the true honorable leader said, no, don't give me no money because I did not heal you. Amen. Salvation is of God. Amen. Healing is of God. The Amen. miracles, protection is from God. Amen. I can't take this money because I'm not worthy to take the money. Amen. But here you go, uh, uh, another leader who's working with the man of God goes out after Naaman to in deception and in deceit mm-hmm. to go and take this money. Mm-hmm. And the sermon topic was stop playing with God because God won't be mocked. Stop Amen. playing with him. He see what you did last night. He mm-hmm. see what you're doing now. Amen. He know your thoughts. Amen. He know what you're going to say before you even say it. Amen. And here it is, the brother working with the man of God had every opportunity to walk in the manifestation of a powerful anointing, but instead he wanted to shuck and jive and take the silver, take the clothes, and then come mm-hmm. back and hide it. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. And what happens? God says, no, you're not. You're not going to get away with that. And what happens? He's out of the boundaries. And that leprosy that was on Naaman gets on him, clings to him. Now he has leprosy on his life, and his family life has that leprosy. Amen. So along with your message, God is not going to be mocked. No. God is not going to be mocked by those who want to say, uh, you know, I was born this way (laughs) and and I want to change this and I want to change that. No. Let me say this to you, sis. Let me say this to you. God has a set time. 
to reveal his manifested glory, and those that are found outside of the ark will drown. Amen. Let me say this to you, sis. We're coming down to the last three minutes. In verse 8, likewise also... These dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Okay, now we're going to do a part two, but I need to take you guys to verse 15. You got to understand this. Now, we're going to do 14 and 15 right together, but understand it. Get this in your spirit. 14, now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his saints. 15, to execute judgment on all to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way and all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him god uses ungodly four times in one verse and he puts a lot of emphasis on the last thing he talks about the ungodly harsh things that you have said against him so all of you who have tried to twist and turn god's word and try Mm. to get people to think that god is not going to judge them that he's a loving god he wouldn't do this he wouldn't do that woe unto you you have been deceived you've been bamboozled you've been played and you on your way to hell and a first class ticket you need to get out of them ungodly houses who are telling you lies because god is going to do it as he is my witness because this is his word this is not my word you need to stay tuned you need to get yourself in line you need to understand jude like you never understood anything else before not tomorrow not next week but right here and right now if you can hear my voice then you need to obey what the word of god says he got something for all you fakes and you frauds it is coming down and it is coming now we love you stay tuned save the loss at all costs god bless you god bless you more It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. 
All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. 